Hey, thanks for choosing to come to church uh, while the Vikings are playing. Uh, just don't do the Homer Simpson thing and be watching it secretly in silence and stand up cheering for a touchdown or something. So, But thanks for being here. Well, uh, when my 18-year-old son, Josh, was born, it was a, a complicated birth. He had what's called uh, shoulder dystocia. So head came out fine, but shoulders got stuck, and it made for a long, complicated birth. And thankfully, he was a, a big, healthy baby, and he was fine, and, and everyone was fine. But it took a while for, for my wife, Erin, to recover and get normal blood levels and all. And we were humbled by that thinking if we were in a developing nation, we might have lost one or two of them. And it's times like that that you are, are thankful for the sovereign grace of God. We, uh, shortly after Josh's birth, we heard the song by Matt Redman, Breathing the Breath. And here's the opening lines of that. We have nothing to give that didn't first come from your hands. We have nothing to offer you which you did not provide. Every good, perfect gift comes from your kind and gracious heart. And all we do is give back to you what has always been yours. And it's not on the screen, but the chorus says, Lord, we're breathing the breath that you gave us to breathe, to worship you, to worship you. And we're singing these songs with the very same breath, to worship you, to worship you. So it's times like this in our lives where we're humbled, by the amazing truth that everything we have comes from our almighty and gracious God. Amen? In parenting and in all of life, one of the greatest tensions we wrestle with is God's sovereign grace and our human responsibility. Famous theologians have come up with this phrase, pray as if everything depends on God and work as if everything depends on you. But Donald Williams points out that we can't hold these equally, right? He says, better to magnify God than ourselves. Better to stress his grace than our works. So today, as we continue the series, Take Back Your Family, we're dealing with the topic, spiritually leading your family. Follow along as I read our scripture today, taken from Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house. The builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Psalm 127 is a, is a wisdom psalm. It's attributed to King Solomon. And in this powerful commentary on the thesis of our day, it all comes back to the sovereign grace of God. The house is only built if God builds it. The city is only guarded if he guards it. And children are only a gift from God. And so we want to take this time to unpack the gift of this psalm as we attempt to take back our families with a humble surrender and determination to do it by the sovereign grace and power of God. So here's our big idea for today. 
In order to spiritually lead our families, we need to be warriors in the hands of God. In order to spiritually lead our families, we need to be warriors in the hand of God. So first of all, warriors in the hand of God. I know some of our our blue-collar fellows in the house got a little excited when we started reading the scripture, right? Unless the Lord builds the house, you know, the builders work in vain. And I always say, I kind of do the opposite of Jesus. Jesus started as a carpenter, went into ministry. I started in ministry and then learned some carpentry skills. So, but it's, it's fun to, uh, to unpack this great scripture. And, and Solomon's really talking about the context of the whole psalm. He's not talking about build, building a physical building. He's talking about building a home, creating families, building up the family. And so if we want to take back our families, we're going to have to spiritually lead our families and be warriors in the hands of God. In other words, we have to keep coming back to a total dependence on God to guide, to watch over, to lead our families. The number one reason we get anxious or frustrated or worried about our kids is that in this tension of trusting God and trying to control things ourselves, we act out of the belief that it's actually under our control. But in the frustration of parenting, we have to admit that these responsibilities are way beyond us. We don't abandon our duty, but we surrender it to the one who can bear it, Almighty God. I love this phrase. We're responsible to our children, not for our children. We're responsible as parents, as grandparents, as brothers and sisters in the family of God to train up our children in the way they should go. We're responsible to love them, to nurture them, teach them God's love and commandments. But we're not responsible for them or for their actions. You see, if we get frustrated about how our kids are behaving or how that reflects on our parenting... That's just a lie of pride. We're responsible to them, but not for them. And so we're called to love and to build them up and to pray, 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 and cast those responsibilities and those burdens on the only one who can infinitely parent all of us. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. We're finite creatures. We are limited in our ability to watch over our children all the time, but God is infinite. God is holy. God is good. And if we're warriors in the hands of God, we we are continually looking to him, praying to him, trusting him for his wisdom and direction. I mean, moms, you may think you're in control because you got Life360 or whatever app you got, and you go, there's my kid. They're leaving Target. They're going to Culver's. I'm in control. And that's a great tool. But we have to turn our kids over to God, to rest in him, to thank him, to trust him, that he alone is the blessed controller of all things. Verse 2 says, In vain you rise early and you stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Based upon God's sovereignty and our need for him, Solomon points out the futility of being anxious about our lives. There is a vanity of working day and night 
to control everything. And rather than being anxious about our daily bread, we can rest in the truth that we are God's beloved, those he loves. Again, Pastor Donald Williams says it so well. As we pray over our task, God will do it. He will give us wisdom for our roles. He will guard our spouses and our children. He will be with them when we are not. He will be their ultimate parent. And he will rear them himself. So if we feel this tension of trusting in God's grace and and trying to do our part, what can we practically do? First of all, uh, you saw Amanda giving our kids, uh, families having kids dedicated the devotional praying scripture for your kids. And we have these available today at a discounted price of $5, over 60% off. This is a game changer. Uh, for a couple months, I've been reading this with my wife and just daily a devotional praying uh, scripture truth, the promises of God, and then at the end praying those scriptures over your kids. This is, this is an amazing opportunity. I have a question for you. I mean, what would happen if daily you committed to praying the promises of God over your children? It can be a game changer. So I'm expecting our only, our, our, only uh, our, our Black Friday rush after service to come out to the welcome desk and pick those up, okay? Awesome devotional. Secondly, what rhythms of worship, independence, and rest are you building into your lives so that you do trust in God and not in yourselves. I love how Pastor Bill said last week that uh, struggling marriages often put kids number one. And that's not the recipe that God has. God needs to be number one. Our marriages need to be number two. And kids and everything after that comes after that. We follow that. Not, we don't put kids number one. And, I mean, it can be crazy, right? If we're trying to put our kids into every activity under the sun, we need to build in rhythms of rest and dependence on God. A good friend and um, family in my old church, I love what they did. They said, hey, you can do sports uh, activities in the fall and in the spring, but in the winter, we're going to spend time as a family. And they got... Uh, season passed to a skiing hill, and they would take time as a family and go do that together. I've heard other families said, hey, you can do two activities a year if you want to experiment in your early years of high school or something and try a sport out, that's fine. But we want this rhythm of not doing something every season, going, going, going. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever not to be on the run. And so we need to take back our families with praying scripture over them and take back our families with building in rhythms of rest and dependence on him. This last Friday, I went uh, with a buddy to the old golf course I grew up on and played in high school, Valleywood and Apple Valley. And I wanted to go back to that course because I would play that often with my dad and with others and just walking, walking those holes and being out on a beautiful day I could hear my dad's voice when I'd get a good shot. Oh, Johnny. And when I got a bad shot, I could hear his voice saying, that's okay, (laughs) doesn't matter. But I like doing that because over his voice, I can hear the Heavenly Father's voice, who has loved me with an everlasting love. 
So what are those ways that we can build in rhythms of rest or dependence, worship with him? After we're centered as warriors in the hands of God, dependent on him. Secondly, we can be warriors directing our kids in battle. Verse 3 goes on, children are heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Building on this theme of ultimate dependence on God, Solomon is saying that our kids are a gift from God too, and, and that they can provide this protection for us. They can go to the city gate with us and stand with us if we've raised them in the way that God has told us to do. But I, I love this interpretation that I heard years ago. I mean, what do you do with arrows, right? You point them in a direction. And so, like, arrows in the hand of a warrior are children. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. And so the scripture was used to say, hey, find out how God has gifted your children and point them in that direction. Give them opportunities the way that he has called them to live out their gifts to glorify him. One of the biggest blessings of moving north and, and coming here five years ago to be at New Hope has been to see the opportunities God has given my kids to use their gifts to serve him. And it's an incredible joy to come along and to say, isn't that amazing how God has gifted you? And let's give him thanks. He has given you that ability. What are the ways that we have uh, received prayer over our kids? We did that today in dedication. That's awesome. But I want to challenge you. I don't think there should ever be a time when we open the altar for prayer every Sunday and, and the prayer team is just sitting here. When's the last time you've had people pray over your kids, pray over your family? <laughs> if there's an opening, run to it. I stand in amazement as people have prayed over my kids through the years. And you see God's plan when you don't tell them anything, God's plan, God's way. Receive those blessings. Receive that prayer. Men, women, parents, if you want to be a warrior directing your kids, you need to stand on guard in your homes. Set good limits with phone. Kids are growing up. We never had the phone in the room at night. There's a lot of great apps that shut phones off. You know, I love uh, the Christian author, Lisa Bevere. She said, uh, you'd never let a poisonous, huge snake in your home, right? But if you're letting pornography and scary movies and raunchy music in your home, you're letting a poisonous snake crawl through your home. So guard your home. Be the guard of what comes in and honor God and follow him. Amanda read the scripture, Deuteronomy 6. We've talked about the scripture many times. It's foundational scripture in leading our children. Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. 
Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. God lays out a simple instruction, a rhythm of being present with our kids and and having the word of God present in in a continual way when we lie down at night, when we wake up, when we walk along the roads, when we come together. And so this scripture shows that it's our parents' responsibility. It's not the pastor's responsibility to raise our kids up spiritually. It's primarily mom and dad to raise kids up. We can't just drop them at youth group, drop them at Sunday school. We need to be taking the word of God. And so take advantage of all the resources that Amanda gives out in Hope Kids. There's a wall down there with devotional Bibles and great resources We don't have to have it all figured out. We just get in the presence of Jesus and we get in the presence of our kids and we commit them to him. Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius wrote in his book, Meditations, waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. In other words, you can teach your kids biblical truth But unless they see it modeled and lived out in you, they won't believe it. So instead of talking about how we need to get prayer back in the schools or how nobody believes in God anymore, about how wrong society is, start in your home. Be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Put the word of God regularly before your family. In order to spiritually lead our families, We need to be warriors in the hands of God. Get in the word yourself. Get in the word as a couple. Get in groups. When we launch groups, you heard Pastor Bill talk about it next Sunday. It's so important. Whether it's a Target parking lot guys group or whatever it is, get in the company of others to encourage you, to speak truth over you, to help you in your walk, to be spiritual leaders in your family. In light of Psalm 127, we have a choice to make. We can either rely on our efforts and our control, or we can surrender our false control to an almighty God. The promise we receive is that if we make the surrender, God will build our house. He will guard our city. He will provide for our needs. And he will reward us with a legacy to generation upon generation. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you long to bless us if we will look to you, if we will honor you, if we will love you with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. God, we thank you for these families dedicating their children today. And God, all of us want to dedicate ourselves and, and dedicate our loved ones to you Father God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you that it's all about you. We thank you that there's no one like you. So Father, we pray for the wisdom and the grace to to take one step. Lord, what does it mean to, to keep walking in this way, to keep blessing our families with your word and your presence and your love and your grace? We thank you that, Lord, you can restore the years lost to the locusts. We just thank you for your amazing grace. Lord, we pray for prophecies. We pray for blessings. We pray for new beginnings. We pray for the wayward 
sons and daughters, Lord, today, they'd even turn back to you and run back to your open arms as you are running to them. Teach us to spiritually lead our families. And we'll give you all the thanks and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.